Well, that great music right there means two things. One, it's Friday. Two, time for us to talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And will we ever be able to put the village people behind us? I just don't know. (laughs) No, we won't. They are a classic (laughs) great band, Vaughn. They cheer everybody up when the music plays. You may hate it, but they make everybody happy. So who was your favorite member of the village people? Was it the cop? The motorcyclist? The I, quote marks around him, Indian? Well, first of all, I, yeah, exactly right. I was very young, so, like, so under 10 years old. But I do How know that from my mother, childhood? my mother's favorite was the construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. Let's talk about BC's jobs number. We know that Canada did very, very well. How did BC do on today's jobs numbers? Well, we did okay. You know, I mean, considering where we thought we were headed when the pandemic really washed over us a year ago, uh, these numbers are not bad. Now, they're February to February. So, you know, you're you're not, we're not into the worst of what it was yet. But uh, um, job numbers still... A little bit below where they were last year, but up from January, unemployment rate is still higher. Um, But, you know, as I said, compared to uh, what we might have expected, not bad. Um, It, uh, young people, uh, women have a little bit uh, lower unemployment rate than men. Hardest hit sector, Simi, um, no big surprise. Accommodation, food services, construction, retail, up. Government, professional services, and utilities. So, on balance, not bad. Okay, so there's some things that we can be positive about on that. Um, we'll be hearing more about it because they just came out this morning. Sure. But let's, let's talk about the uh, messaging on the pandemic, of course, because we got a lot of information yesterday. Yeah, we got a lot of information yesterday, and just, you know, we've been doing this story for a year now, so we've all had the experience. Uh, one of the things I find has been a struggle for a year is dealing with mixed messaging, because it is a complicated story, and there are often two or three things that people need to hear, and there is a human tendency to hear what we want to hear. And I think yesterday is a classic example. The, the, a lot of the numbers are still pretty disturbing here in British Columbia. There's no sign that we're turning the corner on case count or anything. We've got variants of concern. And yet, you know, Dr. Bonnie Henry announced yesterday a lifting of the restrictions and recommendations on outdoor gatherings. So that's a a balancing act that's tough to balance. Uh, That is one. Uh, But they they did point out that they think they're making progress, right, when it comes to the number of people who have been vaccinated and the impact that's having on case numbers. Okay, so we are making progress in one very important area, and that is that where we have been able to vaccinate, and particularly in long-term care and assisted living, where we've been able to vaccinate staff and residents, the case count has dropped dramatically. The death count has dropped, and that's terrific news, and hospitalization. So that's all good. But, you know, the other thing that's really clear from this is how how badly served this country has been by the lack of uh, a lack of vaccines. I mean, uh, Canadians are incredibly forgiving. <laughs> and yet, you know, you look at 
the situation in the states and situation here or look at Washington State and British Columbia and you go, why are, why are we being so forgiving of our national government? Because it really yeah. let us down on the vaccines. Uh, British Columbia yesterday, what, we vaccinated uh, about 250,000 people have their first dose. Well, more people in Washington State, three times as many, have had both doses. Um, they are running well ahead of us, and Washington State isn't even one of the best states in the United States. Yeah, boy, I saw those numbers yesterday, and I thought they're, it's, it's phenomenal what they have done in the yeah. U.S., isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they have manufacturing facilities, and we can go back over the years in Canada. We don't. And our national government made some mistakes and was slow in ordering vaccines. But, you know, here we are. Um, you listened to the president yesterday? I did. We were just talking about that with Reggie Cicchini as well. Very different tone these days. Yeah. I have a suggestion for him, though. And this is rooted okay. in, in, in human psychology. So remember, Simi, when you were a kid and you'd say you weren't interested in something, and then you'd find out that a sibling wanted it or a friend <laughs> yes. was going to get it, and you'd yes. immediately say, no, yeah. I want that, right? So yeah. with respect to the president, instead of pleading with the anti-vaxxers to come and get vaccinated, just announce that the vaccines are there, and if nobody claims them in two weeks, you're giving them to the Canadians. We would be happy to take Thrilled. them. Thrilled, yeah. <laughs> Thrilled. So, there you go. I thought that's good too, but it, I think it definitely is a well. Everybody else is getting it, so it must be okay. Like that's, I think that's what's going to win some people over. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff happened yesterday, but one of the questions to Dr. Henry was this story out of the Cottonwoods facility in the interior. So one of the health authority officers uh, there said yesterday that uh, there had been a turndown right. rate. 35% of the staff at this facility had refused the vaccine, which is not what we've been hearing about staff in long-term care. And Dr. Henry was asked about it, and she said that the, the refused was unfortunate. She doesn't think that's what's happening. She says there are some reservations out there among a small number of people, uh, including staff, about getting vaccinated. And she said, we are addressing that. We're dealing with the reservations one at a time. There's been some misinformation. There were some early concerns that have now been addressed. But she said, we don't have mandatory vaccination in Canada or in British Columbia. She doesn't think we need it. She doesn't think it would be helpful. But yes, it's very important that public health officials deal with the reservations one at a time. And she says that it is also important that we don't say stuff like people are refusing. It's much more accurate to say some people have some concerns and we're dealing with them. How does she do it, though? How does she continually stay positive, right, where most of us would have the, the negative reaction to that? It, it, yeah, it's, it is something. Uh, did you notice yesterday she got choked up right yeah. at the end of her thing? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I was looking back uh, over the, the transcript of, uh, to just see exactly where it happened. And she was talking about young people. And... You know, she was asked, our, our colleague Keith Baldry asked her about the mixed message. We've got all these cases. Um, why are you doing this? Is it psychological? Is it spring break? Uh, she said, well, it's a bit of all of that. But she said, we need, we need some relaxation of the restrictions where it is safe 
So rather than saying they're not changing anything, they're urging us to adopt a little bit of relaxation, outdoor events, stay masked, uh, <laughs> sleepovers or ixnay. I, I don't know. <laughs> Keith says he, he doesn't think he's ever heard the word ixnay used in a, in a in the press theater before. But that. yeah, I mean, it, it, it staying staying positive isn't easy, especially when some of the indicators out there are still uh, pretty negative. But I guess if she just came out every day and threatened to send us all to our room until we behave, um, she's not dealing with the reality of spring break, which is, yeah. frankly, this is going to happen anyway. So she, what she's trying to do is get safe behavior. Right, but clearly some areas need the safe behavior more than others. Like Fraser Health is problematic still. Yeah, so, you know, you go at Fraser Health and and what's the issue there? And she's talked about it. She says, okay, the two main indicators of continued outbreaks are small social gatherings or birthday parties, celebrations, things like that. People get together and they give it to each other. And the other one she's mentioned now several times is workplaces. There are workplaces, food processing and so forth, and distribution centers where it's hard for people to be masked all the time. And it gets in there and it spreads. That's one of the reasons that they're working that there's going to be some advanced vaccination in those places because it's hard. Um, Passing reference yesterday to uh, places where, uh, you know, to multi-generational families again and to workplaces where people also um, stay in the same facility while they're working, which I assume is a reference to migrant workers, although I'm, I'm jumping to right. conclusions there. But yeah, there, there is a continuing problem in Fraser Health and in the Fraser Valley. Uh, we got the stats yesterday. You can see where it is. But again, um, I think trying very, very hard to get people to focus and just hoping, Simi, that the vaccination supply continues at a level Uh, That will allow us to stay ahead of the variants of concern and the continuing spread in the communities. One can only hope. Vaughn, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.